Hello, West Crackheads. Hi, guys. Welcome to A Side of Homicide. I am Austin. And I'm Tennille. So, how was your week? It's been good. So it No, is- it hasn't. Fucking fireworks, okay? <laughs> you guys, I'm so sleep deprived, I can't. Um, I've been fine because with the fireworks, just because I drink a lot of wine. And Tennille thinks, oh, drinking's not going to help me. But wine relaxes you. So I just, I drink it and I go to bed. And I'm fine. You guys, normally I am not a Karen, but when it comes to these fireworks, I am a Karen, okay? They go until 1 a.m. every yeah, night. Yeah, and they actually commented on their, because um, somebody commented on the Fairgrounds Facebook, and they were like, are they going to go off until midnight again? And they were like, oh, they can shoot off until 1 a.m. It was horrible. I well, mean- and then we were all, us and like five other residents who live near us were mm-hmm. like complaining on there. They deleted all of our comments. Yeah. Every negative comment that's on their Facebook, they delete now. Yeah. Because there are so many negative that's comments. That's so shady. It is. And I'm just, you guys, Austin knows this about me, but you guys don't. When I'm sleep deprived, I just get really fucking crabby. You've been kind of a bitch all week. Yeah. I love you. I love you. You haven't been like directly I, to me, but you've been kind of crabby. I've been crabby and I know it. <laughs> and I just, I need some sleep. Okay. I've maybe gotten four hours every night and I can't function on that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm used to it because I work super early so I can yeah. function like that. But I just can't. At least you got to nap when there wasn't fireworks though. Yeah. That's nice. So I'm jealous. we're recording this on Friday the 13th. Which, the last day of fireworks. The last day of fireworks, which is the grand finale, which is going to be, I guess, really intense. But I don't know how much more intense it could get. I'm not kidding you, you guys. Um, it's a convention. So it's all these people that are super into fireworks. So they, I mean, create like atomic bomb fireworks. Yeah, they are so loud. To, I feel so bad for all the animals and like the vets in the area we live probably three quarters of a mile away from this place mm-hmm. i mean it's a field so sound travels faster but it seriously shakes our entire building mm-hmm. thankfully leonard and max have both been fine with it yeah i don't know why but leonard's at the farm today you guys so he's not here with us recording and <laughs> austin's thankful i've been kind of a bitch about it i'm like thank god but leonard is so He's been extra annoying lately. He has been because I haven't been out to my parents because my mom was really sick. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been three weeks since I've gone out there. So, my uh, mom, she ended up not having COVID, thank goodness. Is she Um, doing better? She's doing better. Okay. So, she actually picked him up tonight and he's staying there until Sunday. So, he's going to run off some energy on the farm with their dog, Molly. Thank God. (laughs) But, Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, enough about the fireworks. Sorry, we're just a little bit bitter about it. It's, like, once every, like, five years, a I think. A lot bitter. It's every three. Ugh. Yeah. It was supposed to be last year, but with COVID, they changed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's intense, you guys. But enough about that. We're not going bitch to <laughs> bitch about it to you forever. Oh, I could. Trust so, me. So, <laughs> this week, um, on Wednesday, so two days ago, was Wendy's birthday. Um, I'm not going to disclose this. Uh, you never disclose a woman's name. Or, disclose? <laughs> di- you never disclose a woman's age. No. So I'm not going no. to. She looks great for her age, though, either way. Yes. So she, we went out for dinner. We bought her dinner. and um, We went out with her new man friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was a good time. Tenille got to ride in a Jeep. I did. I was so excited. I've never oh been in God. a Jeep. Oh, we know. I've been in one other Jeep. That's it. Okay. It was a guy that I went on one date with, and that was it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Sounds like my love life. You know, I do feel bad, though, because Wendy's new man was talking about the time he lived in Alaska. 
And I immediately interrupt him, not giving a shit about what he's about to say. And I was like, <laughs> did you know that serial killer Robert Hansen lived there? <laughs> he's, he's like, like no. no. And I was like, he murdered around 17 women. And then before he killed him, he let them run around and he found them like animals. And it just kind of came out like we're <laughs> He's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> But this is why I don't have any friends besides you. <laughs> so we after dinner we watched the fireworks. I mean, we kind of figured, well, Wendy had been in um at her house a uh, couple or an hour away and for the weekend. So she hadn't seen the fireworks at all. So I was like, I, I joked with her. I was like, I hired people to do fireworks tonight for <laughs> you. So we watched those and you know, it was cool to watch, but again, once you want to go to bed, it's like fuck. I didn't even watch them that night. I was lying in bed just pissed off. <laughs> yeah. But um, I did also want to mention, I'm super excited. I know you guys, if you aren't already following us on socials, you should. But I have been working hard on a website for us. And it is live, so you guys can visit us at sideofhomicide.com. Or you can email us at general at... You look like you just stroked out right there. <laughs> you can email us at general at sideofhomicide.com. So we have official emails Yes. Now. Austin did really good on it. I'm glad he did because I'm not like tech savvy with making yeah. like websites and stuff like that. So it's awesome that he did that. And it's it the great. business nerd in me. I like that because you and I bring like different things to yeah. the table and it works out really well. It gives us a good balance. So yeah, it was, it looks great. I love it. Yeah. And if you guys feel so inclined to, you can donate to our Patreon. We have just set it up as a general donation, but we have two different tiers. They're both $5 a month. They have the Leonard Flan, Flan Club. <laughs> okay. The Leonard Fan Club and the Max Fan Club. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, if we do, obviously as support grows, we plan to do more bonus episodes. So um, from now on, we're going to be releasing them through Patreon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out, guys. It's it's something new. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And lastly, we had movie night at Jody and Trends with Odin and Bjorn, yes. too. Yes, and we Odin watched, whined after yes, time. Yes, he did. He kind of added a little bit of ambiance to the, you know, occasion. But it mm-hmm. was, was wonderful. But yeah, it was super nice because we've been talking about doing a movie night for forever now. And we finally mm-hmm. did. So that was nice. Also, Odin and Bjorn are dogs, just so you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun, and we're planning on doing another one. So it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. So, anyways, though, how has your week been? My week has been good. Um, oh, <laughs> I was gonna tell them about when we did watch fireworks earlier in the week. So we were on my patio, and <laughs> usually the guy below me, so he's this cute guy. He does have a girlfriend, but I mean, we just think he's cute. We've never really talked to him. Watch him listen to this. Oh my God, I would die. We think you're really hot. We call him Boat Guy because we always give everybody in our building a nickname, and he always has a boat, so we call him yeah, Boat Guy. Yeah, he's Boat Guy. And he actually was on his patio, and we didn't know it. <laughs> And Austin and I were being fucking obnoxious. Like, I know we were being annoying as hell. Well, and I was having my, like, wheezing laugh. Yes. <laughs> and then we were, like, trying to see if they were below us. Because I was like, is anybody below us, do you think? And yeah, then so Austin... I looked between the crack yeah. of the freaking... I could have just looked over the railing, but I looked through the crack of the boards. And when he realized that they were down there, he laughed so hard and he moved his chair and he tipped over my watering can and it went all over them. (laughs) 
I feel so bad. I did get him a $10 Starbucks gift card, though. I didn't feel as bad, though, because he always has to slam doors. So. Yeah, he always slams doors. I don't know why. It's like he's incapable of shutting them nicely. I don't know. It's like the Hulk slamming doors. That's what it makes it me really think It really is. Shocked he has a cracked one at how loud it is. Yeah. But, yeah, so we did that. And then, um, well, today at work was actually a really shitty-ass day. Shout out to Vanessa and Anne, who are my coworkers that listen, because <laughs> they let me bitch about it, and they bitched right with me about it, and it was great, and it made my day better, so thank you, ladies. Did I meet Vanessa? Yeah, you met Vanessa. She was right next to me. Okay, yeah, because yes. I, I I met Anne. I do remember her. Yes, because you met her dog, Tomba. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Austin was um, getting a his back cracked to the chiropractor next door to my work, and so... I texted him and I was like, by the way, we have a dog in the office. You should really stop by and say hi to it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to Ann's office and I was like, um, could Austin maybe come pet your dog? Oh, and tomorrow, which worked out really nice since I had a shitty day today. Tomorrow I'm giving myself a spa day and I am going to go get a, a massage. A massage? <laughs> okay. Who's stroking out here now? Because it's not just me. You're rubbing off on me. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a massage and a facial, so I'm really excited. So it'll be really nice and just have, like, a relaxing weekend and then maybe come back here and nap. It'll be great. Yeah. So that's about it for me, I guess. Um, oh, I actually did want to give another podcast recommendation. Okay. So I want to give another podcast recommendation. It's called I Survived. I know you know what I Survived is. It's a TV show. First of all, or do you not know? Oh, yeah, I do know. I okay. Do. I was like, do you live on another planet? No, I was just loading for a little bit. It's there. a really good show, and they made it into a podcast. I think they might have quit making episodes, though, because the last one that was posted was of July 2020. Oh. But, I mean, there's enough episodes out there to binge it already, so mm. I think everybody should check it out because it's really interesting. Yeah. And just props to all those women. Yeah. Like they went through hell and they're telling their story and they deserve to be told and they deserve to be listened to. Yeah. So everybody should check that out. Tenille's True Crime News, hosted by Tenille Turner. Did we just go to like WWE? Yeah. All of a sudden? Like, is this a John new Cena? <laughs> is this a new wrestling podcast? Yes. <laughs> okay, commentary by Austin Olds. I can't do my wrestling voice. Sorry. <laughs> So I have, let's see, I have six stories for you guys today. I actually had more, like usual, but I had to cut it down. Okay. So did you hear about the aunt that was driving around with her niece and nephew's bodies in the trunk? That's one way to bond with them. But oh. <laughs> I don't know if I would take that route. I'd probably take them out for ice cream first. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> According to the Daily Beast, 33-year-old Nicole Johnson had been driving around with the dead bodies of her seven-year-old niece, Jocelyn Marie James Johnson, mouthful, <laughs> and five-year-old nephew, Larry Darnell O'Neill, in the trunk of her car. See, most people, like, drive around with, like, an air freshener or something, but I feel like this is... This is a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and it whole was... Whole new ball game there. It was for a long time. Too. Really? It wasn't just for a short amount of time. Ew, can you imagine how stanky her car is? I know. It's it's gotta just reek. So Jocelyn, who was 21 pounds, was in a suitcase, and Larry was 18 pounds, and he was put in a bag right next to that suitcase. So their bodies were only discovered due to a traffic stop. That was the reason they got discovered. Yeah. 
Did it smell so bad they had to check the place? Or I'm guessing so. And I think she tried to flee, if I remember right, too. And I mean, that just don't. Just don't run. You're not going to outrun the cops, lady. I mean, come on. I mean, I could do it in Grand Theft Auto, but I wouldn't do it regularly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was stated that they were malnourished prior to their deaths and their bodies have been brought to the office of the chief medical examiner to determine the cause of death. And the children were only in her care as Nicole's sister, Dashelle Johnson, had asked her to look after her kids in 2019 when she was unable to care for them. Okay, I was going to ask if she was the primary mm-hmm. caregiver. Yep. I don't think, like, legally she was. Right. I think her sister was just like, take my kids. Yeah. You know? Fair enough. Uh, Nicole has been charged with multiple counts of neglect, child abuse charges, failing to report deaths to authorities, and unauthorized disposal of bodies. So I think they kind of got her with everything they could. Yeah. Which I don't blame them. I get it. (sighs) This one is pretty freaky, and this happened in Minneapolis. Man beheads woman in traffic. What? Yeah. According to WGN9 Chicago in Shakopee, Minneapolis, a man named Alexis, which... Let's all laugh at him because his name is Alexis. <laughs> and he's a piece of shit. So let's make fun of him. Alexis. Alexis. Uh, Saborit attacked America Thayer with a machete style knife when they were in traffic. Multiple people saw this attack because they were like stuck in traffic. And the machete style knife was found in an alleyway a few blocks away. Alexis has now been charged. <laughs> Um, he's been charged with second degree intentional murder and there actually were domestic issues in the past between the two. Uh, there was a domestic assault conviction for an attack again against America in 2017. Oh, so were they in the same car together? Mm-hmm. Oh, to I was thinking he just got yes. out. Well, cause obviously they had to have known each other. Yes. They, in they were in some kind of relationship together. Yeah. The greater mm-hmm. Minneapolis area is pretty huge. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to find somebody, you know, in traffic that, I mean, that's true. <laughs> Okay, so this one's pretty short. Um, Idaho prosecutors will seek the death penalty against Chad Daybell. Remember that case? Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to give our summary on this matter because we've talked about this a few times. Yeah. And it is a very publicized case. So if you're listening to this and not knowing what it is, I'd be surprised. According to NBC News, not only has Chad been charged with his previous wife's death, court documents filed revealed that the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office will seek the death penalty, which I agree on this one. Yeah, I do too, honestly. I think that's good because, I mean, he killed his wife and who knows, he at least had some kind of hand in killing those kids. So, yeah. you know, I think it's it's good that they'll seek the death penalty. Um, oh, this one boils my freaking blood, I tell you. Um, this one isn't necessarily true crime, but I wanted to talk about it. Did you hear about that CEO refusing to hire black people? It's been all over TikTok. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. So I think racism needs to be talked about, so that's why I wanted to include this one. According to Unilad UK, a CEO named Eileen Kier, who is the president of Kier & Associates, has been accused of being racist due to a message she sent over Skype after being given a black applicant while searching for new employees. Uh, the message says, quote, I wanted to tell you, I specifically said no blacks. I'm not a prejudiced person, but our clients are 90% white and I need to cater to them. So that interview was a complete waste of my time. So please don't second guess me or go against what I ask. Listen to me and give me what I ask for, please. End quote. What the fuck? Isn't that horrible? 
I'm mean, sorry, but I don't care if somebody doesn't want a black person working for them. Like if a client comes in and says, okay, well, I don't want any black people. I'd be like, I don't want you as a client. Exactly. I'm sorry, but what the fuck? Mm-hmm. This is her. <laughs> well, first of all, she ain't got no eyebrows and she looks like a man in a wig. So. Yeah, she really does. So she's just a piece of shit to begin with. I actually found that one on TikTok. Good. Well, I hope her company goes under now. Yes, and I think I hope so too. Also, I'm sorry if you guys hear this. They are starting the fireworks show. So yeah, even though it's only 7:30 p.m. Yeah, and they'll go until one. <laughs> one thirty. Like Austin and I were driving home last night at like 10, and I. Heard it wasn't one. even a show night. No, it wasn't even a show night. They just. Oh God. It's they like have to have heard that up right now. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It literally sounds like we're in a war zone. It legit does, and it rattles the windows. I can feel it. The vibrations in my bed at night. Yeah. It's just insane. Oh, but- tell them about your coworker. The bottle. Rocket. Oh yeah. So my coworker, Liza, she lives kind of by us yeah. and not too far away. And she found like a yardstick bottle rocket in her yard from the fireworks. Well, and and there's debris all over here. I don't know if you've seen it out there. No, I mean, I haven't just because I've been off the last few days. Mm-hmm. But I mean, side note, sorry to keep talking about the fireworks, but shame on them, though, for allowing this to go on, though, because with us not having a lot of trees, not having a lot of valleys right here in this area, I mean, we've been suffering from the smoke lately from the wildfires, and mm-hmm. it's been terrible. So the last thing we need is more smoke right now. Mm-hmm. That's true. So yeah, it's just been a lot to handle. And I mean, I can't imagine people with kids. Yeah. Like, or, I just can't imagine. I mean, screw the kids. I don't really care about that. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but the pets. The pets is what I'm... Because some lady commented too, and her comment was deleted, but she's like, my dog cannot handle this. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Leonard is good. Otherwise, I would have sent him to the farm all week if yeah. he wasn't good with it. Well, because I mean, they don't know any better. It's not like mm-hmm. you can tell them, like, it's okay. Like, yeah. they're just fireworks. They don't know any yeah. better. Thankfully, Leonard kind of reacts when I do. So if I jump, then he's like on high alert. But if I just lay there and like do nothing, he's like, oh, it must be fine. Yeah, we're still in potato mode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, guys. Back to the racist CEO. So I found this case on TikTok and a woman actually exposed her. Good. Yes, which I'm glad she did because that takes a lot of courage to expose her because, I mean, she looks like a wealthy white woman. So and she's a CEO, so she has power. Well, she should use her money to fix her attitude and fix the fucking eyebrows she does not have. So yes. Um, The sad thing is, though, that woman who had exposed that CEO is now allegedly getting death threats from the CEO's husband. So it is it's been allegedly that he's said sue 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 mm-hmm. record 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 supposedly he's like commented on the post and said quote tell that tiktoker i'll put her in the grave end quote well that doesn't to me mean... that's a threat to your yeah. life so i would well, sue and obviously that makes his wife look a lot more guilty I'm sorry, but this is ghetto. This sounds so ghetto. <laughs> we, You guys, I swear to God, we don't live in the ghetto, okay? I know a lot of shit happens here at West Crack, but like, I swear. It's just bombs. <laughs> it sounded like literally something exploded. I know. So uh, the next one here, this one is very odd, and I want to know your opinion on this. So this teacher was caught soliciting a 14-year-old boy online and after getting caught, he committed suicide. 
Yeah, so here are the details. What the fuck? Yeah. According to the Daily Beast, on July 31st, 2019, Brian Peterson, who is a 39-year-old school teacher in Texas, was on a dating app, Grinder. Oh, God. <laughs> Your favorite app ever. <sighs> <laughs> and I hate this part. He started a conversation with a profile named Fresh Meat. <sighs> Let's just pause for fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's do it before the next. Oh, we already started. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Every time I talk, I think it's like "fuck you, Tennille." I'm Can gonna we just record blow it the off. intro part today and then the actual case tomorrow. So I hate this. So he had started a conversation with a profile named Fresh Meat. I mean, that's almost every profile really? on Grinder. But... Ew! I hate that for you. Hold on. Name off a bunch of random usernames because I'm curious. Well, I'm just I'm just gonna um, turn my filters off so you can see all the old men. Okay, just just scroll through. I hate how his name is moving soon. <gasps> PGI member. He's part of the. Fireworks He's the one group. I messaged and was like, "Can this not?" <laughs> um, not looking for hookups. Okay. Oh, gay Dave. Look at his profile. <laughs> <laughs> He's so old. <laughs> okay. Um, send pics. Why is that a username? Horny. What is J O Buds? Jerk off Buds. Oh, okay. Looking for trans. Uh, okay. Um, just Todd. <laughs> There's not as many interesting ones tonight, though. I will say that. Bubble bottom. <laughs> Curious. Love club. Jesus fuck. <laughs> I'm really glad Leonard's not home, actually. <laughs> Squirrel killer? <laughs> what is that? When you're done, go to the reef. Fargo Dilf, you are not a Dilf. <laughs> when you're done, go to the fresh town. Okay. There's a lot of booties on here. <laughs> Creamy peach. <laughs> <laughs> Looking to suck. Okay. <laughs> Feed the chub. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all. So after looking at our local grinder, kind of <laughs> you can see why there was a profile named Fresh Meat. So it was kind of normal for Grinder. That is. I've never been on Grinder. That was a first for me. Okay. So um, Fresh Meat mentioned that he was under the age of 18. Ooh. And yes. And don't forget, Brian was 39. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And Brian stated that there was a wriggle room and also note that the age consent. Did you say wriggle room? That's what he said in the article. article. Not wiggle room? Mm -mm. I thought that was odd too. Wriggle. Wriggle room. Yeah. Maybe maybe it is wriggle. Maybe we've been wrong the whole time. I always thought it was wiggle room. Yeah. Like there's some wiggle room in there. I don't know why I danced to that, but. (laughs) Also note that the age of consent in Texas is 17. I did not know that. So that was new for me. I think it's 16 here. Really? I didn't know that either. I'm not completely sure. That's interesting. But I think a lot of places it is 16. So Fresh Meat ended up stating that he was actually 14 years old. Oh my God. Yeah. And that his name was Jason. So Brian. I didn't even know what Grindr was at 14. Mm -hmm. 
So Brian then asked what Jason's school was because obviously he's a teacher. So I'm guessing he needed to know. Yeah. And um, he asked also about his sexual experience, wanting to know if he could, quote, take it, end quote. The pair had planned on meeting the next day. Brian was driving around in circles in a parking lot where the pair were supposed to meet. But instead of a 14-year-old boy named Jason, a 41-year-old cop, Named Derek Dunn showed up. Thank instead. God, Derek Dunn. Love you, Derek. And he arrested Brian for online solicitation of a minor. Good. And I mean, they have a lot of these kind of traps on those websites Good. and apps and stuff. So I yeah. think it's great they're doing it because they're yeah. getting pedophiles off the street. Oh, absolutely. And showing them to the world. Yeah. So Brian claimed that he knew it was an adult. All in that. <sighs> yeah. And he's like, it wasn't a child. I knew it was an adult. And less than 48 hours after bonding out of jail, Brian completed suicide. The frustrating thing is, Brian's family recently filed a federal lawsuit against the Conroe Police Department. They state that they want to clear Brian's name and bring needed scrutiny to online solicitation arrests, which, fuck you guys. Are you fucking kidding me? I understand that you guys are sad that Brian completed suicide. And they're obviously in denial that he was doing this, Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry, there's There's evidence. This is proof right here. That he did this. He specifically did this himself. Nobody was forcing him to do it. He wanted to have sex with a minor. That was 14. And I mean, get over it. Yeah. Like, I understand you guys are sad that he did complete suicide. Right. But clearly he knew what he was doing. And he knew it was wrong. And instead of facing the world about it, he completed suicide. But, like, I understand the family's sad. I do. I understand it. But it doesn't change what he did. I'm sad that he committed suicide. But at the same time, like... You can't deny this. There's proof. He went to go meet up with this kid. This almost 40-year-old man tried to meet up with a 14-year-old. That is so inappropriate on so many levels. And you're telling me he doesn't know any better? I I have no words, honestly, for that. I just, I was not happy. Okay, this last one is crazy. Kids at a summer camp come across a rotting corpse. Uh, Oh. Yeah, imagine. It's not part of the scavenger hunt. I went to like... (laughs) I went to like Bible camp. I think it was Red Willow Bible camp. I couldn't imagine finding a corpse. Like, I just, I couldn't imagine. Did you ever go to summer camp? Well, I was going to, but then I didn't want to leave my mom's. Oh, that's actually so cute. I I totally understand because I went one year, had a great time, but then next year I didn't want to leave my parents either. Well, in fact, I mean, growing up, I kind of grew up as an only child because my my youngest sibling is six years older than me. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really get along. So I was like, I was fine by myself. And I'm like, I don't want to go deal with all these kids. I was antisocial from the start. I get it. That's okay. (laughs) I understand. So according to the insider in the Berkshires, there were four children at the summer camp that were out trying to collect firewood for a camp activity when they came across a decomposing corpse. (sighs) Those poor kids. Mm -hmm. After finding the corpse, the children reported it to their camp counselors, who then called the police. So police identified the corpse as a 35-year-old man. They are investigating the cause of his death. A preliminary investigation indicates that the man may have died by suicide. Yeah. And it said some time ago, so he must have been pretty decomposed. Uh, But the investigation still remains open, and an autopsy is expected to be conducted to confirm that. Yeah. Or unless it was foul play, then they'll confirm it that way, too. Right. So, yeah, that's everything that I have for Current True Crime News. Well, thank you for that, Tennille. Okay, guys, welcome back to part two. We actually quit recording yesterday 
because the fireworks had become too much. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm sorry to who to everybody who listens in this episode to hear for how much we bitched about fireworks, but I literally looked at Tanil and I was like what the fuck because it was like bang 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 and we're like what the fuck and then it would stop so then i would start talking again and it's like it knew yeah so we actually, then we actually went to casa mex casa 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 no casa mexico <laughs> i'm thinking queso i know that's why i always <laughs> say that and we got margs and food and it was great yeah except for i think i got mild food poisoning Oh, no. Because that'd be the only reason why I would have thrown up. But, I mean, we all ate the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she just didn't sit right in there. Well, you ate that queso. You're the only one who had that cheese dip. Maybe it was some other kind of cheese I don't know about. I don't know, but you ate it. But <laughs> oh, it was good food. So, we finished Current True Crime News yesterday. So, now we're going to start with the case. The main case. Have you heard of the murder of Dylan Redwine? Not since this episode, but I was surprised because we just posted about it on socials. And I don't know if you saw or not, but Rachel had commented that she knew this one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you should have covered this one because of Redwine. I know. I was thinking about it. I'm like, damn, that'd be kind of a cool last name. I mean, obviously not now, I'm assuming. No, no, I don't want to be a red wine right now. I really don't. Maybe a white wine. Yeah, but you don't like white wine. A nice Pinot Grigio. Yep. Yep. Okay. Is that white wine? I don't know. I know it's not cab, so. Before we dive into the murder in this case, uh, we have to rewind a little bit. Back to 2011, when Dylan Redwine, his, um, his brother Corey Redwine, and his father Mark Redwine, and they were on a road trip together. They had all spent the night in the hotel room together, and while Mark slept, Dylan came across some photos on his father's uh, laptop that he was using. And his father was dressed in women's underwear, wearing a diaper, eating feces. Yeah, so um, (sighs) Dylan showed his brother, Corey, the photos, and Corey was about eight years older than Dylan. So at this time, Corey had a cell phone. So he took pictures like of the computer real fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I mean, who knows when their dad's going to wake up? And yeah. Then they saw, he saw. Yeah. Like, clearly, these are very private photos. <laughs> I showed Austin some last night. He's yeah. like, I came across the photos and I was just like, holy fucking shit. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and I posted the least freaky one yeah like because the other ones are very graphic yeah <laughs> yeah you showed me a few yeah so over dinner nonetheless yeah i i did warn you prior though i oh, said do you want to see this now or later it's really really disgusting it's about feces and austin's like i can handle it yeah i was so engulfed with my <laughs> I don't know why i turned you southern right <laughs> i can handle it <laughs> <laughs> i had the same my first rodeo <laughs> So Dylan Nicholas Redwine was born on February 6th, 1999 to Mark Redwine and Elaine Hatfield. Okay. He also has an older brother, like I mentioned, and the pair did later divorce after being married for 18 years. Jesus. Yeah. A long time. On November 18th, 2012, Dylan, who was 13 years old at the time, was visiting his father, Mark, in Bayfield, Colorado, and due to a court-appointed visit for Thanksgiving. 
This was because his mother, Elaine, and his father, Mark, were divorced. And usually during divorce proceedings, you have to alternate holidays with each parent. Mm -hmm. So this Thanksgiving, Dylan was to be with Mark. And according to family and friends, Dylan did not want to visit his father. While I was researching, I mentioned I came across the um, photos, you know. So I found actually all the exhibits from trial. Oh, my. There was quite a few. Um, I actually posted Exhibit 24, which is a photo of Mark's house, just so everybody can kind of see where Dylan was going and what the house was. Yeah. Um, And during his parents' divorce, according to Dylan's brother, Dylan wanted to use those photos of his dad um, acting inappropriately uh, as leverage and an argument with Mark. Which that is dangerous grounds. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Dylan asked his brother to send him the photos since they were on, you know, his brother's phone. And, you know, his brother didn't end up sending them to him at all. Thank God. Yeah. And I think that was good on his brother. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that was appropriate to send to, you know, to use his leverage in an argument. Yeah. And I think his brother's, you know, eight years older than him. So he knew that. Yeah. Mark had told investigators that his son um, was actually at home with him. And then Mark actually decided to go run some errands. So he just left Dylan at home. And I mean, he's 13. So he is old enough to stay home by himself. Just, you know, for him running a few errands. So after his errands, he went right back home. And that's when he claims he couldn't find Dylan. And Elaine, Dylan's mother, learned that Dylan was missing the next day. And she immediately drove six hours to help search for her son. She had arrived in Bayfield around 2 a.m. on November 20th, 2012. The thing is, she immediately thought that Mark was not telling the truth about the situation. Really? And she stated, I figured he was safe because, you know, he was with his dad. And I was devastated that no one knew where my son was. Yeah. Like, my heart goes out to her. That's so sad. During November 19th and 20th, rescue teams began to search for Dylan Then on November 24th and 25th, cadaver dogs found Dylan's scent. Investigators also deployed divers into Vallecito Lake to search, and they used sonar technology, but were unable to find anything in that lake, which kind of a blessing. Yeah. On November 29th, police searched Mark's home, and this is when investigators found a little of Dylan's blood. So I've actually posted exhibit 172 from the trial. And this is a picture that shows exactly where the blood was found in Mark's home. And it's a pretty detailed picture, which is nice. Yeah. And um, Fred Johnson, who is a special deputy district attorney, stated that the investigators found small traces of Dylan's blood in Mark's living room and that the cadaver uh, sniffing dog alerted to them to the smell of human remains in the back of Mark's truck and on his clothing. Yeah. And it wasn't until February 23rd, 2013, that the cadaver dogs did another search. This time it was a little closer to Mark's home. So the case actually drew national attention when Mark and Elaine appeared on Dr. Phil. And it was on February 26, 2013. And Austin actually sent me a clip from TikTok that was of this case on Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I was saw like, the... Why do you look at me like what? Well, I mean, the lady who was describing it, her voice was kind of eh. Yeah, so I couldn't I, finish it. I just saw the Dylan Red Wine, so I sent it to you. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. So during the show, Mark refuses to take a polygraph test. You think, like, I know that, you know, polygraph tests aren't the greatest, but you think as a father wanting to clear his name for his son's disappearance. He would at least try. 
Yeah. Like I want to clear my name and I want to go help, you know, search. Even Chris Watts helped search. Yeah. He did a polygraph too, but he failed miserably. Yeah. But I mean. I'm pretty sure he admitted to it right after that polygraph test. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So on June 26, 2013, sadly, partial remains were found of Dylan about 10 miles away from Mark's home. It was on uh, the north side of Vallecito Lake in La Plata County on Middle Mountain Road. Then, um, on June 28th, a county coroner stated that Dylan was not killed by animals. But, on July 3rd, his cause of death was listed as undetermined. Because, I mean, it was just bones. Yeah. At this time, they didn't have all of Dylan's remains, though. It was just partial. So, they didn't get the full picture of what could potentially have happened to him. Yeah. On August 14, 2013... Mark's home was searched for a second time, and then a few days later, on August 19th, Mark was officially identified as a person of interest in the case. Then, on November 1st, 2015, so a few years later, hikers found Dylan's skull about a mile and a half away from the other remains that were found. So, strange, right? How did they get scattered like that? It could have been animals that's kind of what i was gonna you know but they just did state for sure that animals did not kill him right right it wasn't the cause just, of death yeah. but they could have helped just, in the decomposition yes aspect. yeah, yeah. could have done that you know i swear to god it's always hikers or runners finding bodies i know though. like it's... this is why you just don't hike or run <laughs> this is why you just stay home <laughs> unless somebody's chasing you yeah then you have run away yeah yeah but no i mean otherwise don't hike or run you find shit you don't want to find scary so i actually also posted exhibit 581 from the trial that shows where mark's house is located and then it also shows where the two sites of where the remains were found too just so you can kind of get a picture in your mind of where it was exactly but again i mean it still wasn't that far no it wasn't until july 22nd 2017 that mark was arrested in bellingham washington and then extradited to colorado for trial why is it always washington state I don't know, or Colorado, because John Benny Ramsey, <laughs> you know. So he was arrested with second-degree murder and child abuse resulting in death. So in November 2018, Mark's trial was postponed for the first time. And, I mean, it's pretty common for that to happen, yeah. you know, to try to gather more evidence. And then in September 2019, his trial was postponed for a second time <laughs> because his attorney was being arrested for assault and domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> So his attorney was like, uh, I can't, I can't make this one. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go to jail. I actually need my own attorney now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then in April of 2020, Mark's trial was postponed for a third time, but this time it was because of COVID-19. Yeah. And a lot of things were postponed because mm-hmm. of that. Uh, but in October of 2020, jury selection had begun for Mark's trial, but in January 2021, the judge continued the trial again due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, midsummer we finally got the trial going. Dr. Robert Kurtzman, who is a forensic anthropologist and is now the chief medical examiner for the state of Montana, analyzed the evidence in this case. He stated, quote, I can't say that the cause of death is known. The only thing I know with reasonable certainty is that this has a paramortem fracture on the skull and there are cut marks on the skull, end quote. Ooh. Yeah. So, and he says it's not from animals. Yeah. I think that's quite interesting. And they've had three different people 
analyze and the evidence and come to that conclusion altogether. Dr. Kurtzman ended up being a witness in the trial, and he also stated, you know, that those marks would not have just come from scavenging animals. Right, you know? correct. He also wasn't able to determine how exactly Dylan died, though, because all that remained were his bones. Yeah. So that's tough to try to determine cause of death. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what a paramortem fracture is, I searched it because I did not know either. Uh, it is a fracture that occurred at the time of death or shortly thereafter when bones are more um, like still elastic. Yeah. Finally, in 2021, the case went to trial, um, you know, this summer, like I mentioned. And during it, the defense argued that Dylan had wandered off or ran away from Mark's home because he didn't want to be there. And that his body was just picked apart by scavenging animals such as a bear or a mountain lion. Oh, likely story. Yeah. They even tried claiming that the mark on Dylan's skull was an animal tooth mark. <coughs> but like I mentioned, Dr. Kurtzman had stated the marks on Dylan's body had not come from animals. Right. So another forensic anthropologist, Diane France, had also testified at trial and stated that Dylan had suffered a fracture above his left eye. She also believes that two marks on Dylan's skull are likely from a knife or a sharp tool near or at the time of death. Holy fuck. Mm -hmm. uh, the prosecutor stated that they believe that Mark killed Dylan in a fit of rage after they argued over those embarrassing photos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they think that Dylan might have brought it up, you know, to maybe try to go home. Well, and or... he doesn't know any better. No, he's 13. Like, mm -hmm. you don't know the damage those... Yeah. photos are he's just getting out of the terrible 12s into the <laughs> being a teenager yes. so i know i was a hellion at that age but i mean my parents didn't do that no so. no no <laughs> this is not normal behavior for parents exactly so dylan's brother even testified that dylan discovered the photos you know before he went missing on that trip yeah they had discovered it kind of together mm-hmm like I said, I did post one of the pictures of Mark wearing women's lingerie, and he does have a little bit of feces on his face, but I'm not posting the other ones. You can Google it and find it. I mean, it's yeah. public record now, Yeah. but it's just, this man really enjoys his feces. My Ugh. God. It was, it makes me wonder though, whose feces was it? Was it his own? It might be because where else would he get it from? Yeah. Because I mean, it did show him wearing a diaper in one of those photos. Well, and if... That's that's what I have to conclude because the only thing is I can think of maybe he was a part of like some online chat room or something like mm -hmm. that. But or maybe he was sharing those photos on the online chat room. But that's something that they would have found. That's true. So that I would say it's his own feces. I think that's so disgusting. I just I was scarred when I came across <sighs> the pictures because yeah. I wasn't sure if they would be public or not. But when I came across him, I was like, holy fuck, my dude. That's like... You were into some freaky shit. Two girls, one cup type Literally. Stuff. Oh, my God, it is. <sighs> so, um, the, the one I did post was the least graphic one. So, you could probably check that out and not be terribly disgusted. Yeah. Tom Cowling, who is an investigator with the La Plata County Sheriff's Office, stated that during the investigation, he had multiple interactions with Mark. He was also a witness at trial, and he stated that he had difficulties getting a hold of Mark during the investigation. Which is never a good sign, no. because I'm sorry, but if your kid is mm -hmm. like... I mean, if your kid's in trouble for anything, you're going to be right there as a parent. I mean, I don't even have that paternal instinct, but I know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a father, you want to try to do anything you can to 
help find your child. Right, right. You know? Unless you know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. So Tom did state that the rest of Dylan's family really wanted to help, and it was immediate help. Like, which is so normal. You would expect that from exactly. family. Supposedly, Mark dropped his cell phone in the sink, and that's why he was unavailable. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, though. If you had a missing kid, you would immediately go to, like, a Verizon or some phone store and be like, I need a phone right now with the same number because my kid's missing. And yeah. in case he needs to call me, like, I need to be available. Get a disposable phone. So the odd thing is, though, during a search of Mark's truck... That phone that he claimed, you know, went in the sink. Right. Was found. <laughs> yeah, it was found in a briefcase and it worked just fine. So what's up with that, Mark? He's so dumb. Okay, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you throw it in the garbage or something? Mm-hmm. Get rid of it at least to prove <laughs> that it's broken. Throw it in the woods. So Tom was with Mark when they learned that his son's remains had been found and he was pretty distraught, it sounded yeah. like. Which that's a normal reaction for a father, but everything else is not. So this is the only good thing He's probably worried because they were after him. Well, not only that, maybe he put on a show because he was in front of people. Mm -hmm. So the jurors only deliberated less than a day. And Mark was convicted of second degree murder um, and the child abuse resulting in death. When he was read the verdict from Judge Jeffrey Wilson, he did not show any emotion. And he just stood with his hands clasped in front of him. To this day, Mark still denies knowing or having to do anything with Dylan's death. You're convicted of it. Just admit it. Mm-hmm. Stop putting on a show for everybody. Well, not only that, we don't know what happened because he won't admit to anything. Well, that's what I mean. And I'm sorry, but it would give his mother closure. Mm-hmm. It would give his brother closure. Well, his whole entire family closure. Exactly. And it's like, I mean, everybody knows about the photos now. So just say what happened. Right. Like, It's not like you have to hide anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he just doesn't want to admit that he killed his son over those photos. You know, I actually hadn't heard of this case until this year when I went to trial. Really? Mm-mm. See, it, I mean, it I, wasn't anything I ever heard of. I never hear of anything unless it's on like a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, I hadn't heard a podcast cover it either. Cause I mean, honestly, there isn't a ton of info from his death. Yeah. It's more the trial stuff. Exactly. Because he won't admit anything, which so such really, a piece of shit thing to yes. do. So we only had the bones to try to tell us what happened. Right. You know, and obviously we know it was an animals and who else would go out near Mark's home and kill his child? Yeah. You know, it's just the whole situation is just odd. But clearly Mark is where he should be right now in jail. So I suppose we can get on to our dog and cat fact. So did you know the whiskers on a cat aren't just cute? They serve a very important function in assisting cats with getting around, especially at night. Cat whiskers are embedded deep in their body and are connected to the cat's sensitive muscular and nervous systems, acting as a touch acting as touch receptors or a kitty radar. Whiskers allowing a cat to detect and respond to changes in their surroundings. Hmm. I think that's good for Max because he has a lot of whiskers. He doesn't he has like an entire cell tower. Yeah, he has a <laughs> lot of whiskers. And they're so long. They're long, but he's so healthy though. Yeah. You know, and that shows he's just, such a cutie pie. Well, I mean, he's healthy as can be. Yeah, healthy as can be with a cat with herpes. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, though. Did you know that dogs can learn more than a thousand words? Really? Mm-hmm. That reminds me of Bunny on TikTok. I don't know. Who the that one is. about Bunny, the one that pushes the buttons. Oh, yes. She's like, yes. hello, Bunny. What are you doing, yeah. Bunny? Outside, Bunny. Hello. Mm-hmm. 
Leonard, I think, just knows should we get up? Yeah. Treats. Where's your bone? And where's your toy? Yeah. Oh, and Molly, my parents' dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, and did you know? So actually, if you they, I mean, much like a child learning to speak or language. If you say anything that sound, they more learn the sound of it and what it leads to. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, you can say sugar on that, and let her probably get up. <laughs> I gotta try that. You have to try it because yeah. I used to do stuff like that with my dogs. I mean, we would always say lay down, and I would say gay clown. <gasps> you are terrible. <laughs> I can use that though, but my dogs would listen. Oh, so funny. I'd be like gay clown, and they. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually really funny. <laughs> oh, well, after a long, long week, that's all we got for you. I know. I was like nervous, or not nervous. I was literally like crying happy tears all day at work today because I was like, I could sleep tonight. I took such a nice nap today. I know. Mm-hmm. Isn't it nice? It's so nice. And I there's not bombs going off outside. Literally. Okay. Well, if you want to follow us on Facebook at Aside of Homicide. On Instagram at Side of Homicide. Or email us at general at sideofhomicide.com. And if you want to check out our website, sideofhomicide.com, and leave us an Apple Podcast review so we can keep talking into your ears, we would love you forever. Thank you. Bye. Bye.